0: Your spoken image is more than just the words you say. It's how you connect with your audience, how you convey your expertise, and it's how you leave a lasting impression. Hey there, this is April Lokar with Semi-Conventional, and I wanted to talk to you about your spoken image strategy. This is an offer that isn't just about refining your speaking skills. It's about aligning your message with your mission to create a meaningful impact. As part of your spoken image strategy, we start with a personalized strategy call. Your transformation really begins with this one-on-one strategy call where we get clear on your goals. We also align on the spoken image pillars that will streamline your talking points, ensuring every word you speak drives your vision forward. And then we have ongoing support as part of this as well. Your transformation doesn't stop at the end of the call. You'll then get two weeks of unlimited audio messaging support, and that gives you direct guidance from me as you refine and implement your strategy. So whether you have questions, need feedback, or just want to bounce ideas around, I am here to support you seamlessly. If you're an entrepreneur or a professional who has an upcoming speaking engagement or a networking event, if you aspire to be an impactful speaker in your industry, And if you see value in focusing and elevating a specific area of expertise in your business, we need to talk. If you're ready to speak with purpose and passion, book your Spoken Image strategy session today at semiconventional.com slash spoken image. Now back to the show. This month on Her Spoken Image, we're talking about stories. But you might be thinking, April, I don't always have time to tell a story in my limited time on stage or social media. Well, today, we're covering how to tell a quick story to boost audience engagement. We know attention spans are getting shorter and shorter, so your stories need to capture attention and get to the point. That's what we're getting into today. Now, before we get into that, I've decided to keep the free virtual networking events going. This event is for you if you want to grow your network with cool people and build long-term business relationships while practicing your networking pitch in a safe space. Go to semiconventional.com slash networking to learn more and sign up for our March event. It will be March 5th, so you don't want to miss it. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Her Spoken Image. I'm April Lokar, founder of Semi-Conventional and Thought Leadership Consultant. Are you ready to make a greater impact using your unique perspective? I know what it's like to realize you're in the middle of your career and want to create a new path. I've pivoted from school teacher to corporate trainer to entrepreneur with lots of lessons learned along the way. If you want to use your authentic voice to speak up with confidence, you're going to love it here. Each episode, you'll get actionable tips to master public speaking like a pro while honing your spoken image so your message comes through loud and clear. And we'll do all this through a semi-conventional lens that blends a little tradition with a lot of feminist perspective. Sound good? Then let's get into it. All right, y'all. The best quick storytellers are hands-down, stand-up comedians. Think about it, each of their stories draws you in, is just a few minutes long, and delivers the information at just the right time for a laugh. These are great folks to study when you're trying to tell an engaging, concise story. So today, we're gonna cover three main elements, mastering the hook, the art of conciseness, and timing and delivery. And again, these are things that you're going to see if you watch people like stand-up comedians. So if you've been in the online business space for more than five seconds, you've probably heard people talking about your hook. You have to have the hook, mastering the hook, all of these things about the hook to draw people in. And while it starts to sound cliche at this point in time, it's true. You do need a really good hook. If you want a really comprehensive list of different ways that you can create a great hook, honestly, just Google it. There's a ton of different ways. I'm going to give you three options that I think work really, really well. Number one, start in the middle of an action. When you kind of throw people into the middle of a story Automatically is a little bit more engaging because they want to know where you're at, what's happening, right? It's the middle of the action of the story. That's one way. You can also begin with a quote that you love, right? Something that a lot of TED Talk speakers do. This technique sort of proposes something that you're going to think on, right? It's more like a a thesis statement, if you will, when you begin with a quote and then your whole talk kind of relates to that quote. You can also pose a dilemma. Think of this as like a this or that situation that you might start with. It's something that's going to get your audience kind of pulled in and thinking, what would they do in this situation? As an example, should we stay or should we go? That's the dilemma I was faced with at Starbucks in the JFK airport with six hungry teens who just got off a cross-country red-eye flight. Now in this hook example, you might be wondering, well, why would you have to go? What's going on in the story that you couldn't just stay and get your Starbucks with all these kids? So it doesn't have to be this, you know, huge massive choice, right? It can be something as simple as hey, should we stick around in this long line or should we get going? Um, And different hooks like that where you're posing a dilemma also kind of start us in the middle of an action, right? Or you could begin with a quote where somebody is posing you with a dilemma. So all of these types of hooks really can work together to give you an engaging start to your story. So I encourage you to play around with different types of hooks, even for the same story, right? If you have one story that you're like, oh, I have to tell this a lot because it makes so much sense with my messaging and my content. So I need to use this example. Try differing your hooks that you use in relation to that story, right? You can maybe start with posing a dilemma or next time pull a quote out of that story, or you can start in the middle of the action and mix it up and see what starts resonating with people and what gets people going, Ooh, I need to learn more. And once you do that, then let's work on the art of conciseness. Now, I'm not going to lie, being concise is a balance. I think about it like sleeves on a jacket, right? If there's not enough fabric, you end up looking like a kid who has outgrown their wardrobe because your sleeves are like three quarter sleeves on a full length jacket. But if you have too much fabric, you then look sloppy and unpolished and like a kid who's wearing an adult's jacket that's hanging all over the place, right? So think about being concise, like a jacket that fits just right. The Goldilocks jacket, if you will, right? It's got just enough fabric to get your sleeves in the right place where they look like they fit perfectly. With quick stories, being concise is successfully balancing just the right amount of information to get your point across in a memorable way. If you're someone who tells convoluted stories and people have a hard time following you, it's probably because you're not thinking through the key elements of your story. We probably all remember learning about, you know, setting and characters and all of those types of story elements. So, what I want you to remember is not every single one of them is critical to the plot of your story and to the message that you want your audience to take away when you're trying to be quick. So, maybe you're telling a story where you give all this background on the setting and where it was and what the weather was like. But if that's not part of the actual takeaway to your story, or if it doesn't give the right context to what you're trying to get after, you can cut it out. It's not that important. If you're telling a story that has like 12 characters in it, because this was part of a big group. And so you're telling about each of the characters that are involved in the story. Do you have to give information on all of them? Or can you pick out the top two that are involved in this quick story that you're trying to tell. So when you're trying to be concise and tell a story in under five minutes, you really want to think about the essential elements. In my airport example, I could describe what type of trip we were on, why we took a red eye, the temperature of the airport, what the group was wearing, right? All of this would have been unnecessary to my takeaway for this particular story and where I'm going to use it? When in doubt, think about math word problems. What in your story is unnecessary information that everyone needs to cut through to get to the point? As a recent example, I was working with a client and she was working to demonstrate why a client would hire her instead of using their in-house person who broadly does the same type of work. There were numerous bullet points. And I suggested using a quick analogy, like taking your iPhone to the Genius Bar, right? Those folks are hyper specialized to work on very specific products. So they get it done with all the knowledge of Apple's ecosystem and frequently asked questions and all of the learnings they have with that specialization, which is really just like she was, she was very specialized at what she did. People can easily relate to that example, whether they have an iPhone or not. And in that instance, I would call, you know, talking about the iPhone at the genius bar, a super quick story. And if you really wanted to get crazy with it, you could add more audience engagement by saying, hey, quick show of hands, who has taken their iPhone to the Genius Bar before? And then if you're going to facilitate more of a conversation, you could ask that person, hey, so why did you go to the Genius Bar instead of watching a YouTube video or a TikTok to figure out what it is you wanted to do, right? So you can go down a whole other path by just giving a super quick example. Now, the last element to make sure we cover is timing and delivery. The timing of your story is super, super critical. If you are in something that's really short form or you're doing maybe a talk on stage, but you only have like 10 minutes or even 15 minutes, right? That means you can fit in maybe two to three really quick stories or examples. Watch stand-up comedians and time how long their stories take to tell. If you're watching really any stand-up comic, they're going to have probably three to four laughs or punchlines per minute, which is not what I'm expecting out of you giving a talk or doing something on social media. But it really does help to set the stage for understanding that comedians are really focused on continuing to deliver that laugh that levity to make sure that you stay involved in their story. Now, if you're watching a stand-up special on Netflix, for example, they might be including more long-form stories, which are going to be a little more drawn out. So your balance is probably somewhere in between both of those things, depending on the experience level of the comedian, the experience level of you delivering your talk, Right. But think about looking at all the different types of stand-up comedians that are out there and, you know, like everything else, find who you resonate with. But really analyze their set when you're watching something and think through like, OK, how long did it take them to get through this whole example? Sometimes it's like 30 seconds. Other times it's like four minutes. And sometimes they weave a story or a gag through their entire hour-long Netflix special, right? Which is something that we'll talk a little bit more about next week on the podcast. Another thing that you can do to practice your timing is a technique from Toastmasters International. If you've ever been to a Toastmasters meeting, you've probably done table talks. And this is where there's a whole list of prompts or questions and participants get one minute to form a response, right? So you need to talk for a full minute, which sometimes can be a challenge actually. And other times it's a challenge to keep your response limited to a minute. So it kind of depends on the prompt, but you can do this for yourself, right? You can think about a story prompt, right? Hey, I'm gonna tell the airport Starbucks story example, and then set a stopwatch timer for a minute and have it count down, and see how much of the story you get through in a minute. This is a really great way to help you be concise with your storytelling, right? Because our attention spans really are not that long, and they're getting shorter. The other thing that you can practice is pacing. So testing out different versions of pacing for your stories, Right. You probably don't need four minutes of background when the rest of the story is only 30 seconds long. So, test out different versions of including a lot of detail or not including a lot of detail, including a lot about the setting or the characters or not. Right. And try these out in different places with different people. Social media is a great place to try this out because you can put something on, you know, a reel or A YouTube short, and then also put something in your story or post it on your feed, right? So you can put things in different places and see what resonates with people because you can use essentially the same story and every couple of days refresh and try out a different way of doing it. Social media moves so fast that it's a really great way for testing out different elements like your timing and delivery and you've heard me say it before, you're definitely gonna hear me say it again, pausing. Pause for effect is most effective when your audience can see you, but it's still helpful on audio only. When you're on video or live in person, if you pause for effect, again, this is something that you'll see stand-up comics do, right, they pause and then like give a look into the microphone, or they'll look around, right? And you can kind of capture a lot of information just from that little pause because they're giving you a little look along with it. So try this out on your own as well, even if you're only doing an audio format. Taking a pause, giving a little bit of a look, and adding that emphasis into your story can make such a big difference, So if you take nothing else away from today, my recommendation is to watch stand-up comedians as your inspiration for how to tell a quick story. They practice a ton on mastering their hook, right? Getting you sucked into a story. They are concise because they don't want to get booed off stage, right? And they pause and give really great timing in their delivery. So test out and try all of these elements and let me know how it goes. Shoot me an email, april at semi I really want to hear how things are going for you when you're testing all of this out. In our next episode, we're gonna be talking about how to weave a story into long form content without getting lost. If you've ever gone off the rails while telling a story, you don't wanna miss it. In the meantime, don't forget to go to semiconventional.com slash networking to sign up for our next free networking event in March. Till next time. Before you go, thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, then leave a review so other aspiring thought leaders can find the show and hone their spoken image too. That's it for today. And remember, I'm rooting for you.